welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And my name is Emily. And uh, Andrew, you're, uh, your space looks different. Your quality is a little <laughs> yep. different. It's a little different. Uh, I'm on a weekend getaway. And uh-huh. I didn't plan ahead and realize after I got here that I <laughs> needed to schedule time to do the podcast. So... Uh- Hopefully this works. Yeah. I'm doing this off of cell data. So Yeah, I mean it's looks like it's writing. It's Yep. It it's working so far. So far, so far so good. So any anything anything new with you other than vacation? Yep, a little miniature vacation, getting a little bit of sunshine. Uh doing a little bit of kayaking. It's nice. Nice. It's, uh, I don't think it snowed where we are, but I know it's been like snowing, snowing up here as, as we've seen a little bit of flakes. Sometimes it snows in April. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. the mountains, mountains right behind us, the snow line's probably like a thousand feet above where we are. So it looks really pretty, but we can still get outside and walk around. It's like 50 degrees down here right now. Nice. That's uh, chilly, breezy. It's probably similar temperature here. Perfect for kayaking. Yeah. Any hotter and you start to overheat in the kayak a bit because, you know, it takes a lot of effort. It's a workout. It is a workout. Yeah. So it's that Why? perfect in between. I don't do of... it. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. No, I, li- I like working out in the cold because if you get too hot, you can just stop for a second. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I Yeah. 85 degrees it's outside. Stopping is almost worse. Yeah, for real. Just like, just get it over with at that point. Yep. I, yeah. So that's that's cool. That's exciting. You're the king of weekend getaways. We, um, I guess we're gonna have a Rick and I are gonna have a little getaway next week. Nice. Yeah, we're going to uh, San Diego. Uh, it won't be like a romantic getaway or anything. We're going to do the Guitar House. With um, Ryan Burke is putting it on. Ryan. Uh, we will be there with Perfecto, Mike Adams, and Working Class Music, and some other local channels, apparently. So I'm excited. It's going to be a, a big thing. The sponsors are uh, really turning out for us, apparently. So I'm excited. I have no awesome. idea what's going to be there to demo, but it's going to be a lot of demos. Very excited to film. Uh, so many things. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so excited to, to hang with Jason and Tia and Mike and uh, obviously Ryan and Perfecto and all of them. But yeah, it's going to be great. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm Rick jealous. and I are going down a day early and we're going to a baseball game. We're going to go see the Reds play the Padres. Well, that's, that's fortunate timing, isn't it? Yeah, it actually really is. I was like, I should take the whole week and see the whole series. And then the Reds started trading away all their, all of my favorite players. And I was like, mm, maybe I'll just try to check out one game. Right. <laughs> Do it for the nostalgia. <sighs> yeah. No, it'll be, I, I'm really excited. Um, last time we were in San Diego was, you know, we, 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 we didn't have nearly as much money to, to, spend on on trips so we stayed in like a hostel and now we're staying in a real hotel so Ching. i know it's like staying now. at a hostel 
Um, I, I work in one yeah. five days a week. A hostile work environment, I think is. Uh, but wow. It's, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Nobody that you kidding. work with watches this. I'm not editing this. I know you're not. And it was a joke. I love my coworkers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but it was a heat wave we were staying in San Diego last time. And, Ooh. of course, there was no AC or anything. We did have a little fan, but we were also staying just a few floors above a club, apparently, because we would just, like, here until, like, 3 a.m. <laughs> I was like, this is hell. I'm in hell. We tried to book another hotel when we got there, and they were all booked up. We couldn't find any other. We couldn't find anywhere else to stay. We're like, oh, no. I learned my yep. lesson. Not ideal. So it says a lot. It says a lot about the hostel. I think that like when the worst part isn't the shared bathroom experience. <laughs> I don't. I, I I don't hate the shared bathroom experience, but no, that wasn't bad at all. If you're prepared for it, sure. So that's like- that's what I have to look forward to. You know, uh, is having a, a private bathroom. There you go. It's the little things yeah. in life. Yeah. So we're doing that next week. But this past week, I finally did the John Prine tribute show. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I'm told it went well. I'm always my my harshest critic. and But I got, like, loads of compliments. Um, and I played my Catalyst 100. And I was very pleased with it. The sound guy said the DI sounded great. Good. Which was fun yes yes i got to play the b bender i just kept i just kept things simple you know just yeah. tried to get some pedal steel sounds some swells some bends and uh keep up with the chord changes so they're john prine song so nothing too tricky in terms of the chord changes thankfully um and i was people i, I mentioned on tiktok that i was like learning the songs and people kept saying like oh yeah it's a lot of words to learn i'm like i, I mean i'm not learning i'm not i'm in the house band so thankfully sure. I didn't have to learn that part. But um yeah, I mean I think it went about as well as it could go considering, you know, there was one rehearsal beforehand and it was like the day before from like two to nine thirty, eight thirty or something like that. So Oh my gosh. Um, no, it was great. Packed house at the tractor on a Wednesday night. I think we raised a, a lot of money for a, a good organization. There you go. That's that's no small feat. Yeah, it's great. It was well, great. Um, yeah. So thanks to everybody who came out for that. Uh, had a real good time. Hope I did everybody proud. Sounds like it was a gratifying experience, and I'm sure there's people who are very thankful. Uh, people were singing along at one point I heard the, I was a side stage. There was a solo performance of um, acoustic performance of Angel from Montgomery and the crowd was singing along. And I just had to like, like go out back. I was getting a little teary eyed. A little misty. Aww. Aww. Yeah. I got to tell my John Prine story, which was fun. Yeah. Who's cut? Who's cut? Sometimes just the smoke gets in your eyes, you know? Right. But, um, totally. <laughs> yeah it was it was great very fulfilling and uh yeah a lot of work and then this past weekend i just worked on a demo that's getting launched tomorrow so everybody should be keep keep their eyes peeled peeled for something really cool coming 
legal disclaimer, please do not peel your eyeballs. This will lead to great discomfort, potential blindness, and... Unless you're... <laughs> you're not a Pixies fan, are you? <laughs> Slicing what? up eyeballs! Ah, <laughs> Girl is so groovy! It's from a Pixies, Pixies song. That sounds super familiar. The baser. The baser. Yeah, I, I, I can kind of hear it. It's been a while since I've listened to that track, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. No, it's good. Yeah, that's that's basically what's new with me. I watched I watched the Grammys. One of the few, the proud, the, the ones who's who's enjoys the Grammys. Sure. Yeah, there are a few times that Rick and I were like, "How are there so few nominees? Why are they going through the nominees so fast?" It was a rough couple of years. Uh, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought, I thought most of the performances were really good. Shout out to Billie I, Eilish for her wardrobe choice. Yeah, she wore a Taylor Hawkins uh, shirt during the whole Grammys, actually. That was really nice. Yeah. Um, they gave quite a lengthy Taylor Hawkins tribute as well. He got one of the, the longer tributes, which um, it didn't surprise me that just because of the timeliness and like the impact of him. But, there, you know, it's always I think it was just the timeliness and how soon it was. Mm-hmm. But that the whole the tribute on a whole was was kind of weird they, they picked an odd choice of a Sondheim song I thought and then they kept focusing in on the singers more so than the people to whom were they were paying tribute weird choices weird choices abounded um, lots of guitars Olivia Rodrigo had a guitar uh, nice the, the night started with uh, Silk Sonic who you know I'm sure we're going to do all the cocaine later. <laughs> I oh my god! Um, but uh, Guitar.com actually made a list of the guitars at the Grammys. Pretty neat. Oh, uh, Bruno's which one was MGK had, Again, not eligible, but that's what probably I probably won't thought. be nominated for too many awards. <laughs> um, I guess. Uh, Bruno apparently had a Fender Custom Shop 69 Strat Relic Surf Green. Pretty hefty relic job on it. Little heavy handed. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Also, great year. Great year. Sure. Nice year, even. Uh, Billy Eilish's brother, Phineas. I think everyone knows who Phineas is at this point. Uh, had a Taylor acoustic and a custom Thinline Telecaster adorned with the title of Billy's album Happier Than Ever. Which, you know, they didn't get the best picture of that. It was hit that telly is pretty hot looking to be to be clear. I think I think he might get a, have a signature on his hands with that one. Uh Phineas. Um, Chris Stapleson had uh, just some ES style guitar with a trapeze bridge. They did not, they did not dig in farther to that one. Though it made me nervous watching him play because mm-hmm. he didn't he, he he didn't wrap the uh, he didn't wrap the cable around the uh, 
Oh, that's always nerve-wracking to watch. It's like whatever uh, you do, don't walk around. Don't step on your cable. And, has, and the straight cable, the straight cable jack out of out of the front <laughs> facing. You just wait for it to rip out the whole the whole thing. I thought he looked a little nervous, but he sounded great as always. Uh, Billy Strings played just a Thompson acoustic. Brandy Carlisle, of course, sounded incredible. Sure. Uh, she had a Gibson Les Paul. Um, First Gibson Les Paul. So one of the twins. No. Oh, wait. Sorry. Chris Ableton had one, right? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, Brains catch then one, Yeah. And then one of the twins had a Gretsch Falcon with a Bigsby. First Gretsch? Yeah. First Gretsch. Yeah. Oh, and then John Osborne of the Brothers Osborne had a customized 68 Telly with a B-bender. Um, and that that pick guard was really unique looking. It bummed me out, though. He didn't actually use... I don't think he actually used the B-bender. But that that song, they, they closed out the Grammys. It was hot. It was great. Um... Someone also played a uh, harmony silhouette with like uh, some praise and worship. But of course I, I missed uh, talking about her played her signature strat and with her all purple outfit. Oh my mm-hmm. God. That looks so cool. Ah. And then Lenny Kravitz had Iconic. his, uh, had a, yes, he had a Gibson. Uh, yes. Three third. Wait, wait, where's, Oh yeah. Uh, he has he had a flying V, uh, a Karina flying V. I'm like that's not right. But first, like, uh, just because that that guitar is so, it, it changes so much with the light. Obviously, it's holographic. I was like, oh my god, I, I thought it was like a custom paint job, but I don't think it was. I think it's just like reacts so beautifully to its surroundings. With the stage lighting, yeah. Oh yeah, man, I love that guitar. I wonder if it's still for sale. Fender, her signature strat. If you see one, buy it. It's out of stock right now. Noted. Noted. Um, it looks like Sweetwater has one if you want to use our affiliate codes. Ooh, there we go. Ooh. Chrome Glow is what they call that finish. Oh, yeah, they have one at Sweetwater. If you get one, definitely use our affiliate code. Weighs eight pounds. I love that guitar. It's one of my it's one of my go tos. Um, I played it live uh, last time I played the tractor <laughs> in uh, October for um Hall- the Halloween show. I just, I knew it would look awesome. It did. Oh, it's super flashy. It's super delightful. And of course, like a Strat is just iconic. Just period. So. Yeah. I like that you're just under a blanket right now. Oh, yeah. I'm just chilling. Like, I, yeah. I, I left my cup of coffee over there. I was going to just sit here with a cup of coffee. I'm like, all right. I'm just going to try not to fall asleep. Just... Dang. I'm, I'm in full vacation, just like completely chilled out mode. Soaking it all in. Maybe someday I'll film. Maybe someday I'll record from vacation. I recommend it. This is nice. I've, nice. I, I turned my camera. I'm not sure I would turn out, but I've got like 
a whole body of water in front of me and some trees and some mountains and stuff. Yeah, sounds nice. <laughs> so that's what I got to say about the Grammys. I mean, the Foo Fighters swept, but I think they were, they were going to sweep regardless. Those votes had been counted. Um, John Batiste winning album of the year surprised me. Why? I just thought it would be someone more famous. But that one's that one's often like a ringer wins it. It's it, it's that that's not always who you think is going to win. So sure, I guess I shouldn't have been so surprised. He's he's a phenomenal musician, very well connected, oh, yeah. and, and got some really great collaborations in on that. So just put together a really really nice album that way. Yeah, I just hope that the nomination process is a little less fogey e in the rock stuff next year, honestly. No, oh, yeah. Like, I, I looked agree. through some of the other categories, and I just didn't feel that way about the other nom- nominations. But, like, I looked at rock, and it, it just looks felt so old. But just, that's not that abnormal be for that rock. category. But it should be. And, but and the thing is, like, ev- that does happen so often. And every year people are like, "This, it's embarrassing. I think it was, oh, God. Uh, Muse. The year Muse. What, I, I remember being a teenager and Muse getting nominated. And then the other nominees being so old and just hearing a lot of people Irrelevant. say, like, whether or not you like Muse. Yeah, whether or not you like Muse, you should hope they win because you should hope that younger rock bands win because sure. the the genre needs to have a future and needs to have a face of the future. Yeah. I mean, if you look at all the other, the other yeah. genres, you've got some younger faces, of the crowd that are incredibly talented and re- redefine, redefining and, and leading that genre. Yeah. You know, I think we can go to like billboard charts because you were like, Oh, who, what even were like rock songs that were released last year? Right. Oh my goodness. So how does the Billboard website have so many ads? It's so bad. There has to be a rock chart. Oh my god, I hate this website so much. Why do I give them money every year for a website that is unnavigatable? Ooh, Artist 100. Number one is Machine Gun Kelly. Gross. I know. Where's his Grammy, huh? Pick somebody better to lead the future of rock. (laughs) Hot. uh, Do you want rock albums? Or songs? I'll take albums. We'll do albums. We'll do albums. Number one is Machine Gun Kelly right now. Okay, number two. Oh, God. Why am I? Sorry, I got to log back in. Great. Uh, Foo Fighters is number two. Number three is Nirvana's Nevermind. Number four is Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Number five is Queen Greatest Hits. Number six is Diamonds by Elton John. Number seven is Tell Me That It's Over by The Wallows. I'm not familiar. Number, I'm not either, but it's new. Uh, Number eight is Dreamland by Glass Animals. Then we have CCR, and then we have Currents by Tame Impala. 
Uh, we have Imagine Dragons and another Machine Gun Kelly record. Journey's Greatest Hits, My Chemical Romance, Tom Petty, Guns N' Roses, Green Day, ACDC, Nickelback, Ghost. Yeah. Blink-182, that's a re-entry. The Beatles, Leonard Skinner, Bon Jovi, Bob Seger, Imagine Dragons, Arctic Monkeys, Rex Orange County, The Beatles, Metallica, Eagles, Lana Del Rey, Born to Die, so an older record. 21 Pilots, yep. Hozier. Lincoln Park, Elvis Presley, Led so Zeppelin, these Sublime, are Not Old recent. as Fuck, Bonnie Vair, The Lumineers, Eagle. I'm trying to Five Finger Death Punch. Like these. Yes. So maybe. This is embarrassing. Seether. Jesus. Oh my God. So. That's really That's embarrassing. Hey, that, That's uh, very embarrassing. Um, well, let's go. A lot of that's older than a decade. I'm going to open up Rock and Alternative Airplay now. Number one is Black Summer by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Then we have Imagine Dragons, The Black Keys, Muse, Love Dies, Young Foo Fighters, Shine Down. So this is no- newer stuff. Yeah. Um, but still, honestly, not a lot of stuff that I recognize. Not a lot of stuff I recognize, and that's going to be my fault. But yeah, this is this is newer stuff. But man, when it comes to buying albums, album sales is like it's old folk. Like it's it's people aren't buying new stuff, and you're seeing that in streaming now. That most that streaming is pretty much dominated by stuff that's older than three years. That's more than three years old. And you're seeing that right now in Billboard charts. There's there's an article that came out on Billboard. It was basically most of the hits so far in 2022 are holdovers from 2021, if if not 2020, and that's wild. Is it just taking? Papa Roach has a song on this list. Uh, is it just taking them that long for for music from release date to you know population saturation just is extended out for some reason or I don't know I I didn't finish the article uh, the number one hot rock and alternative song is Heat Waves by Glass Animals and we have Imagine Dragons they're and nominated we have for something yeah best new artist <laughs> they've been around for like ten years twelve years. That's such a strange uh, category to me. Yeah. New just seems like um, new to the cool kids club. It's kind of, well, it has to be your first year getting nominated for a Grammy. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's literally what it is. This is my understanding. Uh, that ABCDEFU Gale song, L King with Miranda Lambert. That's L King writes rock songs. Machine Gun Kelly's got two, Billie Eilish, Willow, and Tyler Cole. Willow. Machine Gun Kelly's got a lot of songs on this. I'm sorry, bud. I think the oldest song in the top 20 is Everlong. That's a reentry. A lot of Machine Gun Kelly. Well, I'm ready for that trend to slow down. <laughs> I think my cousin really likes him. Oh my god. Sorry, just looking at <laughs> just surprised by stuff sometimes. 
Well, if it's all holdovers and stuff for the Grammys this year, maybe next year is the year that Machine Gun Kelly sweeps. Yeah, I mean, that's not always a given because The Weeknd got real pissed when he had literally like the biggest album of the year. He didn't get nominated for a single Grammy. That's a head scratch so it's, personally. Yeah, that one was weird, but who did he piss off to to get knocked off the list? I mean, the Grammys aren't they're not just about popularity. If they're just about popularity, then you know Bieber would have won Best New Artist instead of Esperanza Spalding. But that's, you know, not what it's about. Sure. Yeah, it just helps. <laughs> it's popularity to a point, and then people, then, then it's a little bit more political, I think. So, well, I, I think mean, there has to be an element of political and, and something that's subjective. I think people confuse popularity and politics. Maybe. Maybe. That's a possibility. I, I think that's I think that's likely. I mean popularity yeah. being a more general audience versus politics being a lot more specific to who it is you need to butter up. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. I do have that article. Prior to Harry Styles as it was hitting the Billboard Hot 100, only a handful of songs released this year have made a major impact on the charts. Hmm. That's so weird. Oh well. Who cares? <laughs> um uh speaking of old rock stuff. Yep. Uh Kurt Cobain's guitar that he used in the Smells Like Teen Spirit video is going to auction. It's exciting. Uh, Although I'm terrifying to, to imagine how I... p- pissed he would be to see what that's going to sell for. <laughs> I'm not quite sure who's auctioning it. Um, it's the six, 1969 Lake Placid Blue Lefty Mustang. And it is estimated to go between 600,000 and 800,000. I feel like last time one of his guitars went up for auction, it went way over the estimate. Yep. No, I, I'd um, be shocked so if we'll that see. didn't break a million. Yeah. Apparently the auction will also include an exclusive NFT by Cobain's longtime guitar tech, Ernie Bailey, in which he discusses the historical significance of that guitar. The estimate for the NFT is six to $8,000. Yeah, but that's, that's just Monopoly money. So it's stupid. <laughs> it's being tacked on with a generic value to make it worth something. That's not, but it's not actually mm-hmm. being sold for that much. I have no idea. It's silly. Um, another item in the lot is his 1965 Dodge Dart 174-door sedan, the only known surviving vehicle of his uh, that his sister had owned for the past uh, 28 years. 
Um, it's expected to go for $400,000, $600,000. Listen, I knew the used car market was bananas right now, but <laughs> right? that seems like a lot. <laughs> I, I can't I can't imagine. I, I mean, maybe a, a Nirvana enthusiast would have that kind of cash for Kurt's car, but that seems like a strange piece of memorabilia because it's not like he was known for like driving or anything like that. That just happened to be part of his personal yeah. effects. It's like a... I don't know, man. Uh, it's also well. It also comes with the original license plate and a vehicle title ownership. The vehicle title showing ownership by Kurt and Courtney. It also okay. they're also featuring NFT of Cobain's owned and worn Fettellini striped short sleeve sweater in the video, estimated for six to eight thousand dollars which comes with an accompanying NFT featuring Kim Cobain's narration about the garment. There's like a bunch of NFTs in this. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like how that's all getting wrapped up into there. And I, 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 maybe, maybe I'm overstepping here, but I, I, I wonder if Kurt would ever be super chill with that part of it. No, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. Um, it looks like hit one of his skateboard decks is up for auction, twenty to forty thousand dollars. A drawing he did of Michael Jackson, forty to sixty thousand dollars estimate. An all excess pass from the In Utero tour, a thousand to two thousand bucks. His United Airlines boarding pass for a flight from Seattle to Chicago for four hundred to six hundred dollars. No, some of the stuff is overblown. I think they're just trying to see I, what else they can get everybody's attention with a big item and then see what they can get all the other items sold out for while they've got bidders taking a look. I get wanting to own something of your favorite rock star, but it seems uh, unethical to sell. Like it just seems unethical to sell like a boarding pass to somebody for a couple hundred bucks. Like, I mean, ethical, I, I feel I mean, like that's exploit exploitative. Of, of I mean, if people are willing to spend the money, it's their money. They can spend it how they want. It's uh, capitalism, I guess. I know, but it's, it's an auction, so it, it's, it feels gross. It's high, it does feel gross. I don't. I, I don't think I can get on board with unethical, but I can get on board with gross. It does not feel it's in line disgusting. of of what I understand Kurt's values to be that he held while he was here. So that's where I go. Eh, I don't. I don't think it's respectful to Kurt's legacy. To sell his old boarding pass? No. I would rather somebody just like burn down all my stuff before they started selling it like that. Just put it in a bond. Just have a bonfire. Not that I would ever be that famous, but like. Sure. Like, so I guess Kim, it sounds like Kim is selling a lot of the stuff, mm -hmm. but you know, um, so she, she'll probably, I, I don't know what kind of percent you end up getting. I think you end up getting like half of the proceeds after like the auctioneer's fees. Sure. And um, be I think they, in there. usually there's like a baseline fee and then like an off the top fee. Um, and then when the thing is like, you see these prices and then often you have to pay like a fee on top of it. So like, if something's a thousand dollars and the auction fee is twenty five percent on top of that, you pay um one thousand and one thousand two hundred fifty bucks. I 
I think it depends. Because I remember looking at um, one of these auctions once with a bunch of guitar gear in it and yep. kind of being astounded at how big that fee was, like, after you buy the thing. I'm like, oh, then nothing, nothing here is worth it. Um, right. Yeah. So, and then a portion of the proceeds, they don't say what portion of the proceeds, of the guitar, a portion of the proceeds of the guitar and a handful of other items will benefit the mental health awareness campaign Kicking the Stigma. That sounds better, but not putting a number on that means they could put a couple grand towards that just for the cloud of what they're saying they did. Yep. Yeah. Again, I'm pretty sure last time one of Kurt's guitars went up for auction and went for way over the estimate. So, um, that sounds about right. Yeah. Not, yeah. I think it'll be funny. Wow. For everyone who's gone to sell a guitar at Guitar Center, I would just like to take this moment to point out the amount of money that whoever Kim is going to lose on the total sale to the auctioneers. I guarantee you, though, she's not saying I could sell it myself and get more money for it. So keep that in mind next time you sell to Guitar Center, knowing that they have to resell for a profit. Yeah. This is this is true. This is true. Um well for one the marketing. The built in marketing. Um yeah, let's see. What else is in that's in the news? Ooh. Uh let's see here. Uh Yoshi from Boss Roland is retiring. That's pretty huge. Oh wow. Like How 40 is... year, 45 year legacy with the company. Ooh, that's quite so, a legacy. Yeah, that's old enough to be president and then some. Yeah, just seriously. just a career. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, I uh, wish Yoshi the best and all that. And those are going to be some big shoes to fill for real. Very big shoes to fill. I mean, a 40-year legacy of everything that that dude has led the company through is just mind-boggling. And even just, like, the recent mm -hmm. stuff. It's not like it's been, like, a giant peak and then just kind of, like, settled off kind of a legacy. It's, like, consistently evolved, reinvented, gotten better, done more. So that's not an easy task in any industry, that, let alone the guitar industry. So hats yeah. off. Man, and went out with a, with a bang. Those give giving the people exactly what they wanted. I'm talking about the space echo. Oh yeah, the RE2 and the RE2 too. Mm -hmm. Yep. We'll have a great retirement. Hooray. We'll miss the 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 yeah. contributions that could have been, but I don't think we could have asked for any more. We already got more out of that career than we all deserve. So. Yeah, everybody could hope to have such a illustrious career. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well. What else do we have in the world? I got a couple more minutes, but it looks like the, the family just got back in from kayaking. Oh, kayaking? That's going to be a short one. Shoot. I know, I know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, sometimes it's it's good to have a short episode. <laughs> Every once in a while, it doesn't happen often. Well, you know, so there are plenty of podcasts out there doing two and a half hour episodes to make up for it. That is true. I, I don't understand why you want to, but hats off to them. Oh, you know, it's nice. At least, you know, it's going to last your whole commute or whatever. Whatever the hell you're doing the whole time. It's a long yeah. commute. Yeah, so well. I'm looking forward to San Diego next week. Um if anybody has any advice on what I should do in San Diego, where we should eat, um, let me know. Let me know now so I can start planning. I'm a planner. Well, have fun in San Diego. I uh, wish you the Thank best. You. Wish I could join you, but uh, have fun for me. Make good choices. A couple bad ones, but mostly good choices. But also oh, I'll live have a little. Rick there. How, what, how, how bad can my choices possibly be? I'll have Rick there. Yeah, I think it'll be all right. So, I think it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. And, you know, I've... It's just be one thing from another. Uh, from one thing to another, because I'll be have doing Guitar House. And then I'll be uh, getting ready, basically, to go on tour with Jerf. So, that'll be... Exciting. So I'll be in uh, Spokane. No, shoot, not Spokane. I'll be going to Coeur d'Alene, um, Missoula, Sun Valley, Boise. Boise on my birthday. Uh, Portland and then uh, Seattle. So if you are in any of those places, uh, keep your eyes peeled. I'll be there also. And uh, looking forward to playing shows there. Oh, yeah. I guess we have a Patreon we should talk about. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Ba -da -ba -da. <laughs> we have a new Patreon supporter. Value Just vital. Anthony. No. Anthony at $1 a month. Thank you, Anthony. Hi, I, Anthony. You did not give us a last name. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it. If you'd like to be a supporter of uh, the podcast, the show, the YouTube channel, uh, patreon.com slash get offset. There is a link in the show notes slash the video description of this, where, wherever you're viewing slash watching this, consuming this. We also have merch at get offset podcast.com slash shop. We have affiliate links in the show notes and video description. If you plan on buying anything ever, please use those. It is the best way to help us. Um, Yes, it's a, probably the best way to help us, to be honest. I concur. Especially the Sweetwater Link, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Well, it sounds like Andrew really needs to go. Yeah, sorry about that. He's, write, he's writing that mute button pretty hard. Well, well for, thanks for, for listening. For everybody out there, thanks for watching. Thanks for understanding. My name is Andrew. My name is Emily. Goodbye. One, two, Bye. Three.